Yeah, okay. no, Billy. Billy Hi, Billy. hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Tower After Hours podcast, the digital marketing podcast from Tower Marketing. This is Kelly, and joining me today, I have a room full of people. Um, Amanda is here. Hi. And Alyssa. Hello. And Ashley. Hello. And we. <laughs> Who can never quite say hello in a normal way. I was about to say, it's me, but she then gets like, very last nervous. minute I stopped. But we also have two special guests with us today. Um, we have Katie Harlan and we have Bill Coder. Hi. Hi. Um, and they are um, from the uh, American Heart Association here in Lancaster County and they are tower marketing clients. Um, we at Tower Marketing have a lot of clients with fun personalities from interesting um, industries and backgrounds, and so we always love the idea of bringing them onto the podcast so that you can learn a little bit about them and love them as much as we do. And that is a fantastic introduction. (laughs) I defy anyone to have a problem with that. that. (laughs) So we're just going to jump right in with some questions for Katie and Bill and um, Amanda. Would you like to ask the first question? Well, the first question is just if you guys could just tell uh, us a little bit about yourselves. I know we, some of us already know a lot about you, but... (laughs) How you got your names. (laughs) Um, Could you just tell us a little bit about yourselves, what you do? You go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Bill Coder. I am the development director for the American Heart Association here in Lancaster. So uh, basically what I do is uh, I'm in development. I do fundraising. I reach out to members of the community, uh, try and get them involved with the initiatives of the American Heart Association, uh, specifically through our social events. We have three social events here in Lancaster. We have the Lancaster Heart Ball, which is a black tie gala. Uh, We have the Go Red for Women Luncheon, which is an informative uh, professional networking luncheon that we do. We also have Personalities, which is a fun uh, cocktail party where we auction off purses. That's why we call it Personalities. Uh, It's very clever. Um, So that's, that's, um, you know, I reach out to members of the community and try and get them uh, to obviously get excited about our events, to come to them, but also educate people on what the American Heart Association is and what we do and, and why we exist and why it's important um, that they be part of what we do here, specifically in Lancaster County. Awesome. Um, and I'm Katie Harlan. I'm the Executive Director at the American Heart Association. I've uh, been there for about two and a half years. I've uh, been in nonprofit for um, maybe 12, 13 years. Um, and I essentially oversee the, the entire market. So um, really all of the development pieces that we do, all of the campaigns that we have, and then uh, work with the board to also um, work towards our advocacy issues our, um, and our, our local impact that we can make in terms of mission and um, uh, like the, the give back components that we can mm-hmm. do as well. So. Awesome. All right. So you had a background in nonprofit. Yes. You did not have a background in nonprofit. I have a very mixed background. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. Yeah. So, well, uh, it's actually funny. My journey to heart kind of started with that mixed background. I actually went to school. I moved here to Lancaster County 18 years ago. Uh, no, about 18 years ago uh, to actually attend Lancaster Bible College. I went to school to be a pastor. Uh, interesting fact about me is I'm an ordained minister. I can do Stop weddings, it. funerals, you know, the whole thing. Uh, so uh, being, you know, in nonprofit has always been something that's been 
um, very important to me. I wanted to be in a field where I could make a difference. I could do uh, help people, you know, and 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 minister to people in one way or another. Um, and so I, I went to school to do that. But then I actually started when I was in college to pay for college uh, and to pay for life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went. I, I started working at a bank. And I got into banking, and that kind of introduced me to the business world. So I spent a few years in banking. I did a few years in politics, and then I was uh, more most recently the national sales representative for a uh, a company here locally. And my time with that was kind of winding down. Um, we, my wife and I, had just had our first son, and I wanted to spend more time at home uh -huh. uh, with him. So when I was looking for what I wanted to do next, I I kind of went back to this idea of like, oh, do you know. My first love really was being a nonprofit and helping folks. So what can I do uh, now that you know I've, I've spent years in sales and in business, uh, but what can I do to kind of marry those two things? And the opportunity the American Heart Association came up, and uh, I jumped in, and that was about four years ago. So, okay. wow. yeah. Is your nonprofit background um, in a lot of, like, kind of health improvement? I can think of a great word for the, that category of nonprofit, but health education? Um, with me... So, uh, y yes. So <laughs> I started, um, I was about 23, 24 years old, and I was in the for-profit world, and I, I, I was really miserable. And I couldn't really figure out why, um, and my aunt gave me this book, um, What Color Is Your Parachute? And I had it for about a year before I was like, okay, maybe I should read this. <laughs> and I read it, and things just like really clicked for me. And I knew that, um, I grew up in a in a Marine Corps family, so I've moved. Um, I've moved 19 times, oh, wow. and um, I, that's really shaped a lot of who I am as an individual. And I grew up with uh, four siblings, so a, a large family. Um, and I knew I wanted to live a life of service, but I didn't know that until I really started working with nonprofits. Um, so I was living in um, Arizona, and I was in Tucson, and um, I started working with. Um, a nonprofit that really helps um, girls, uh, so Girl Scouts, mm -hmm. and um, uh, just that leadership component and working with youth was really important to me. And then I segued into um, health, and I was working at the American Cancer Society for six years, and then I came to Heart um, about two and a half years ago. So um, I tend to, I know I want to live a life of service, but I didn't know necessarily what, where and where I would land, but I knew also that there were certain things, um, topics, if you will, uh, mm -hmm. that I knew I wanted to be involved in, and those were like youth, literacy, uh, veterans, mm -hmm. and health causes. And that's not to say that other causes don't really, um, there aren't, you know, valid or, or great causes, um, but my interests yeah. lie in those um, four realms, and so I've always either volunteered or worked professionally in one of those mm -hmm. aspects. So. so I'm going off book with this question, but of your 19 different places you lived, have they all been um, in the U.S. or have you been yep. abroad? Uh, um, yep, I have with the, with the, because of my father's career in the Marines, um, I was born in Southern California in 29 Palms. And then I bounced around up and down the East Coast. And then um, actually since my father retired, my senior year of high school, I moved from San Diego to uh, Long Island, New York. And then since then, I have moved just as much <laughs> on my own as an adult just because um, I'm always looking for that next thing or like that next move or something like that kind of 
Um, Did you have a favorite all, place? Yeah. So <laughs> I love I love Southern California, and I don't know if it's because I was born there mm. or. I just, I love being in that sunny, warm environment. And then as an adult, I loved living in Tucson, Arizona. I know people are like, it's so hot. But it's a dry heat, and everybody says that. But it's totally different. It could be 115 degrees outside, and you can stand in the shade and be like, okay, this is this is doable. So so these East Coast winters probably aren't like quite doing it for you. <laughs> it's hard really well, just the fact that it, there's so snow outside, and mm-hmm. it's March. And March in Tucson, Arizona is my favorite time of the year really anywhere. So, um, I like the, the drier climates, um, right. cause it's for allergies. this and so I moved here two and a half years ago for this job and, um, and my husband is from Pennsylvania, so he loves, he loves this weather. It's just not for me, but um, somebody had to tell me like what SADS was. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, You're like, I know I'm sad. feeling like, it. No, no, I just no, don't know. I'm just, it's just so gray outside. They're like, no, no, yeah, that's like <laughs> yeah. seasonal affective that's disorder. Like, yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> you didn't know that either? Nope. Never heard of it. <laughs> well, that's because you're from around here. So here it's like, eh, life. (laughs) (laughs) It's just every day. I mean, this is off topic, but it wasn't until I went out to California that I was just like, oh, I can breathe. Look at that. (laughs) Even though it's like smog and smog out there. But I was just like, it was slightly better air quality for me with allergies. Moving along. That's why a lot of people move to Arizona. (laughs) And that's allergy corner. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Today's podcast sponsored by Nazar. (laughs) Oh, we always make up sponsors. (laughs) Um, So maybe I didn't go that far off the question list, but um, beyond that, what would you say is the most interesting thing about you that we would not learn from your resume? Let Katie go first. Yeah. Yours is going to be a story. I I, you know what? I need some time to think about that. Okay. Because I didn't. I didn't look at the question. Well, you literally just told us you're an ordained minister. Well, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you both kind of crushed that question without even thinking about it. The most interesting thing about me, ugh. Yes. That's like, can I come back to it? Yes. 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 Yeah, I don't, I mean, like, I feel like, like I'm, I'm There's a lot work. of interesting yeah. things about me. Yeah. I should give you a Google one. How do I just narrow it down? Yeah. Give us okay. all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can talk about my kids, but. No, it's I'll swap out the question. Amanda's going to throw you a softball. Okay. okay. Until I'll you think can, about it. How many times a day do you conduct a Google search? Do you think? <laughs> How many times at lunch did you? Is this, is this, are we talking SFW Google search? <laughs> uh, I mean, I could tell you something. Oh, it's probably like five times. But then if I really if no. now I'm gonna like try it out tomorrow and count every time yeah. I open Google. You should let us know. Report back. And then it'll be like, oh yes. my gosh, it's like thirty-four times. Yes. 30, that's that's thirty. I did thirty four times during one. <laughs> because here's the thing: I'm the type of person who likes. I really like to have the high road. Yeah. But I also am very insecure. <laughs> so I'm always, if somebody says something, I'm like, oh, that's very interesting. I didn't know that. And then I'll like Google you it. Did. Oh, actually, <laughs> I don't know if you knew this or you not. Did. Yeah. You did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Because you I, want to always be right, but you're never sure you're it's right. It's not that I want to be right, it's that I want to be interesting. Okay. And so I want to be like, well, actually, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I also hate people that are like, oh, did you know? And then they throw out something like ridiculous. Or did you ever throw something out to someone saying like, oh, did you know this? And they're like, 
Yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. like, so sometimes now that I've had, now that I have two kids, I've, I have that mom brain thing, and I just kind of fog out and I forget stuff, mm-hmm. where we were talking about mm-hmm. a show today, and I was like, who's that actress? You got the first That's one. when I would have, like, Googled it. and That's where I excel. So, what is that actress? I probably... We're talking about Connie Britton. <laughs> yeah, oh, Connie Britton, Connie Britton oh, is... And Eric Bannon. Life goals for me. We were talking about Dirty John. Dirty, Dirty John, yeah. that's real. Mm-hmm. I would say... Yeah, I don't know, maybe 25 times a day? I don't know. That's, Whoa. No, well, but what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure I can, like... What are we talking about? Like, what's the definition? I go Anything. to my phone and I, I hit Google. It's not and like you, Google Maps or something like that. It's no. just like, how many times do I search. go? Like, either to fact check yourself or to look something yeah. up. I'd say probably at least 25 times. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, mine's probably like 300. Just from what we do. Well, writing content is tough I because you do it. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know what? Now that I think about it, it's, I mean, it's like double that. Maybe it's also, we're on a marketing and SEO podcast, so maybe we should say that we Google way more than we do. Sponsored by Google. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's an exaggeration for me to say right. I Google like 300 times yeah. a day. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Did you just go up from 30 to 300? I never said 30. I said 30 over lunch. Oh, okay. 30 to 300. Yeah. And that's when I was like having a full-on conversation with someone. Like... I'm still like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, oh, sorry. Um, I think my like undiagnosed ADHD also plays part of that because I will also yeah. be like, oh, you know, like, like we get like in a Wikipedia hole mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. you start like, you know, who is, you know, who was the actor in this movie? And then you, you know, two hours later, you find out like, oh, I didn't realize that Steven Seagal was a voice in Super Mario Brothers Four. <laughs> I did, that, by the way, I made that fact up completely. But I'm just saying that like, that's where it leads to. Yeah, no, don't. Google it. Oh no, we don't. We won't. I think the but most I, fun thing about the podcast is we don't fact check. <laughs> the fake news podcast. I also I have this I have this thing that when I'm meeting with people, I don't have my phone out. And so I do that a lot. So I'm very, I'm very intentional about mm-hmm. not using it. So if I'm having a discussion with someone or a conversation, I kind of want to be like fully present with that person. Mm-hmm. And so even to the point where if I do pull out my phone to pull, to like check, I tell them when I'm like, hey, look, I'm I'm googling this right now, not answering these like sixteen Got text it. messages. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I just want to. It's only an hour. It, like it's only an hour. So I just want to be with that person. Okay. But. So I, I probably don't use my phone as much, much, nearly as much as you do. I feel like you're on it. <laughs> it feels like, sorry, I'm, I'm returning these text messages. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, yeah. I tell people that too, like the people that are in my circle know that I'm not on my phone and then you'll just get like a string of emails mm-hmm. from Katie and you're like, oh, she must be yeah. on her phone, phone right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> So again, I think maybe you guys touched on a little bit of this just kind of in your course of describing who you are and what you do, but what do you um, find is unique about nonprofit, the nonprofit industry as opposed to working like for a bank, for example, um, and what's your favorite part about it? You want to go first? Um, yeah, I love the fact that you know, like I can live a life of service and I can help people in the way that I'm, I'm good at. And so I just, I love that idea that I don't have, I don't have the hardest time getting out of bed every morning because I mm-hmm. love what I do mm-hmm. and I love helping mm-hmm. people and giving back in that regard. And I remember a time when it wasn't that case and I was working in that for-profit realm and I just, 
it, that was tough for me. And so when I made the switch to nonprofit, I was like, oh, this is my calling. This is where I belong. Mm -hmm. And things, and it hasn't always been that way because there are places that I've worked and there are people that I've worked for where it just wasn't a good fit. And I wasn't, I wasn't the right person on the team or, you know, it, it wasn't a good team or it wasn't a good environment. But the work that I'm doing to me is, um, like feeds my soul. So mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. That's for me. I, it, it's just, it's just different. It's, um, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of sell people on things every day and mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm selling people more like on investing in our organization mm -hmm. and that it's a, it's a feel good thing. Mm -hmm. And it, that's tough when I can sell you, you know, water and you can say like, Oh, I can feel it. I can touch it. I can see it. I can, I can use it. Mm -hmm. I can consume it. Um, and, and for me, we kind of sell things to people that get involved in our organization um, so they can still see and feel and touch the people that they love. Um, and mm -hmm. that, that's tough. It's, it's very personal. You know, we meet with people that they've lost someone to a heart attack or to a stroke. And that's, that's tough. Like, how do you, you, know, how do you, how, how do you have, sit down with someone and say, like, I, I'd like for you to give our organization $25,000. And then that person starts talking to you about their grandmother or their mm -hmm. father that dropped dead of a heart mm -hmm. attack, completely unexpected. And then they've changed their life because, mm -hmm. you know, maybe they found out they had the same kind of genetic thing that their father had or something like that. How do you s s stop what you're saying and say, oh, but, you know, the 25,000. Right. Where are we on that? So you're in, right? Right. It, that's, that's hard for, for us. Um, and even when I worked at the American Cancer Society, same thing. It's just, you know, you talk about the two largest nonprofits that, are, you know, the two biggest causes, leading causes of death, heart disease being the number one, and, um, you know, more than all cancers combined, and then, and then you have stroke as well, um, you know, number five, that there's a lot of people that have been impacted mm -hmm. by those two, mm -hmm. um, two diseases, and those are people on the mm -hmm. other end of those stories. So... That meant the world to those individuals. So that that's tough. It's it, what we do is very personal, um, and the work that we do today could impact my kids who are you know three and one. And I, I think about that like you know Bill talked about you know the the research for stints was a five hundred dollar grant in the seventies I think it was. Mm -hmm. And think about the people that you know today that mm -hmm. have a stint. AJ funded that so. Um, you know, the money that we're raising today could fund a research grant that ultimately becomes the next big, the next big thing that will help us decades from now. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's hard for people to wrap their, their brains around that too, but you just kind of have to, for me, I just have to have faith that I know what I'm doing is good and the work that I'm doing is good. Um, and I know it's going to come back, you know, years from now, uh, you know. <laughs> well, you you drew the parallel with like the water, and that's like a, a product that you can like hand someone, and they can physically, right. you know. But I've been to several of your events, and I know that you guys do a fabulous job of bringing people who have had an experience to tell their stories. And I think that that kind of the same way really kind of helps people see and feel and hear firsthand, you know, where their donations will go to. I always um, yeah, we're great storytellers. Yeah. I really think that that's. Uh, you know, what we do as I like, trip over it, um, we can take individuals in the community that have been impacted by heart and or stroke mm -hmm. and um, 
share their story so it's relatable. So every person, they, we had an event last May, our Go Red for Women luncheon, and our survivor stood up and just told her story about um, when she had her stroke. And I really think every single woman in that room could put themselves in her shoes and, yeah. and resonate with her story mm -hmm. that day. Um, yeah, and we heard that, that one. Was that was good. And that, I remember thinking to myself, like, oh my God, like, I need to change some things because, mm -hmm. you know, that that's what we do. We try to bring that awareness that it can happen to you. And I think we go through life thinking we're invincible in a sense. And then you see this woman who just, mm -hmm. I got up that morning, mm -hmm. I felt a little off, but I just went about my day. And then I went out to eat that night and I had a drink and then I had another drink and people just thought yeah. I was drunk. And no, yeah. she, had, she was having a stroke. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, we, we talk about those things and like the FAST acronym and stuff like that and getting people to understand the warning signs of a stroke or even to understand that the, the warning signs of a heart attack in a male and a female are different. totally different. And a lot of people just think it has to be that that you know, you're, you're grasping mm -hmm. your chest in pain, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of how the movie portrays, movies portray mm -hmm. heart attacks. And um, for women, it could just be like your back is sweating. Like, I mean, it could be hot outside and, and you could, you know, you could be sweating and, mm -hmm. or jaw pain. Um, there are things like that, that that's what our organization stands to do too, is get that education and awareness yeah. out. <laughs> I'm like, oh my, my God. My back is hurting right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I just I just oh, read this sorry. article. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just read an article last week that with the death of Luke Perry, now I'm gonna like cut off this side of the room who's all like under thirty, but it's making like Gen X people like realize like oh like I'm at that age like this is someone like I grew up with and like now mm -hmm. I'm at an age where like this stuff is like. Also, you look at Luke Perry and like he doesn't look like somebody you would say like oh that person's gonna right. have a stroke. Yeah. He was you know 52 years old, which is not old when you think about people having strokes, mm -hmm. um, you know, usually think of like somebody older, like a grandfather or, you know, whatever. But the fact that Luke, 52, healthy guy, had no indicators that I'm aware of, at least in the things I've heard that like everybody says, you know, he was, mm -hmm. he seemed fine leading up to it. Uh, and it's just, it could happen to anybody at any time. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons that we say, you know, we stress it's so important to know your family history, to know your numbers, because these are all things that are going to play a big, big part in, in, you know, your um, your chances of, you know, uh, having a heart attack or having a stroke or something like that, and then knowing what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Well, I think like even in our involvement um, with you guys with the American Heart Association and everything, and how we work with you on those events, um, it's honestly been since working with you guys that we at Tower have we made a wellness committee. They send out emails with That's like fast facts and everything. <laughs> uh, you know, we've had a yeah. step challenge that. That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah. we have fresh fruit Fridays sometimes. So it's just like even with one Friday. Sometimes you know We did. We've done that we decreased our chocolate intake, but we did supplement it with one Friday of fruit. So yeah, but even like that's how we've made changes here at. Yeah, tower. And that's what well. we kind of yeah, yeah. 100%. No, yeah, that's that's a big thing and you guys know is we say, you know, meet people where they are, whereas, you know, we we don't say like you have to be the picture perfect of health to be healthy. It's making those 
switches in your life gradually so that you can make bigger things. So like, like, oh, I smoke. I don't. I'm saying if I smoke two packs of cigarettes a day, okay, what if you cut back to one pack? Mm-hmm. And, and as you work to quitting, it's not like you have to quit today. Sure. Of course, we want you to. Mm-hmm. But just because you smoke one pack of cigarettes a day, but you used to smoke two or three, well, you're making those changes and you're making changes that are healthier solutions for you. Or I go to McDonald's every night of the week. Okay, well, what if you go to McDonald's only five nights this week? You take Thursday mm-hmm. off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to give it up for Lent, but they have the filet of fish, so we're good now. <laughs> I heard Chick Fil A is now offering filet of fish for Lent. Oh wow! Honestly, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm that's gonna have great. to test that out. Not on Sundays, though. That's true, but I will say, as a, as an ordained minister, <laughs> going going to Chick Fil A does count as going to church for the week. So yes. you, you need to, yeah, whatever that. Um, so you guys, Bill touched on the three main, um, fundraising events that you do, um, for the program each year. Um, how do you kind of come up with your fundraising ideas or keep them fresh when you're, um, kind of holding the three, I don't want to say the same events, but the same three successful events every year. How do you kind of keep them fresh and keep people engaged with them or That's come up with question. new ideas. That's a great question. And I also should just say that for the record, we have a fourth fundraising event that I'm just not part of. So we didn't talk about that. <laughs> we have our Lancaster Heart Walk. Mm-hmm. which is one of our major events um, that's that's part of it. We have a, another person, her name is Jillian. She's great. She's uh, joined our team in the last year um, and has been a fantastic uh, addition to what we do. So I, I do want to make sure that we, for our listeners, that there is there's also the heart walk. But, um, you know, I would say that... Sign up today. Yeah. <laughs> what is it, September 21st? Nice. Good yes. job. Wow. Great plug. September 21st. Great plug. Clipper Magazine Stadium. <laughs> Sign up at www. Check out the website. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would say though, to answer your question, that, that the biggest thing for me and, and Katie, you might have a different perspective on this, having overseen everything. But for for me, that's a, it, it's it's a, something we struggle with every year in terms of how do we keep it fresh, and that's when our volunteers come in. Mm-hmm. We have some amazing, amazing volunteers uh, that give their, their time, their talent, and their treasure to to be part of what we do. Um, you know, and I think, you know, for example, any of you that have been to the Heartball, um, you know, we partner with American Music Theater, Jim and Lori Martin out there do an amazing job of just, number one, being so concerned about the community because we're not the only nonprofit that they work with. They work with a lot of nonprofits locally, um, but they have chosen us to, to be part of like their creative outlet. And so they help us plan the theme for the Heartball mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, they allow their... Um, their creative director, Andrea, uh, to take time that she would be working on, like to work time to create an opening number that's around our theme for the Heartball. So we have like an original dance number every year thanks to American Music Theater. And, and I use them as one example. We have so many people that give of their their uh, their, their talents. Uh, another person that we lost this year was uh, Kim McNabb. And anybody, you know, in the Lancaster community that, you know, is does social events or plans weddings or anything would know Kim because he's, he was the flower guy. And so all of our centerpieces at Go Red for Women and uh, the Heartball and even, you know, stuff for personalities were, were because of his creative outlet. And so, you know, I'm very fortunate to have those people that care about what the mission of the American Heart Association is because I will tell you that if it were up to me, we'd be eating on like card tables and like, you know, like <laughs> construction paper hearts on, you know, that, that would be all we do because I'm not, I'm not that creative person. Um, but we just have some incredible, incredible volunteers. And I would say for Heartball specifically, because we just did, um, 
we just had that. We, you know, we had 20, 25 people who volunteered their time to be part of it this past weekend. Mm-hmm. We had a bingo event uh, that we did not have anything to do with. But our um, the chair for our Go Red for Women, uh, her name is Stacy Hankey. She's the CEO of Lanco Federal Credit Union, mm-hmm. and she came up with this idea of I want to. Ra- uh, this is a way that I want to raise money and make Go Red for Women more exciting and get the word about out about it. And so she threw an event for us that Lanco Federal Credit Union, her staff, her team did for us. Mm-hmm. And in one afternoon, this Saturday, we raised over $10,000 wow. uh, because they just were so passionate. Again, I would never think to do that. Um, Was it you, Alyssa? Did you go to... Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. had to pay Bill off to play cards for me, but... Bingo okay. fanatic. Yeah, I, I get the appeal now. Like, before I was like, <laughs> oh, you. I don't know. Yeah, you're but like, now, that's a crazy hobby, but now it makes sense to you. Yeah, you're going to... You have competition now. That's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean on the social event side that's 100% like it is all volunteer driven um, man we just have some of the best I, I mean this sincerely we have some of the best people in the world here in Lancaster County um, that have chosen the American Heart Association as, as their uh, nonprofit. and also I would just like to say and I'm not saying this just because you're in the room but Tower Marketing you guys are the ones that, that put up with all the all the uh, you know frenetic uh, activity that goes on inside my brain. Um, but also, you know, the fact that we say, this is kind of what we're thinking for a theme. Mm-hmm. Our committee selects it. And then you guys put it together and it looks so great. And everybody always says like how amazing our print work is. And it's, it's just always something so fresh. So in, I, I include obviously Tower Mark and you guys in that, um, because without your time and your generosity and your talents, um, you know, the events wouldn't be as unique and as fresh as they are. I was just thinking that Ashley wouldn't let you succumb to card tables yeah, and no. cut out. She'd find a way within me that I would just be like, no, no, She'd be no, like, no. Bill, no, I'm sorry. I, if there's no one else, like, you and I can at least elevate this to something other than construction paper. Maybe like cardstock or something. Paper mache yeah. art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is off paper, but do you guys ever have like a shortage of volunteers? Is that ever an yes, issue? Every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hashtag heart walk. Hashtag heart walk. <laughs> like, how do you deal with that as an organization that's begging, crying, pleading? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The work that we do is so relationship driven. Um, you know, we have a lot of really great ideas. We can sit down and, and put a strategy <clears throat> together. But the, the very truth of the matter is, we need people, um, volunteers specifically, that mm-hmm. can help us get our work done. So there's three full time staff in our office and we have over 50 60 volunteers that help us put our four events together um so when you look at that ratio Mm -hmm. we really need people Mm -hmm. um and a lot of it is um the relationships that we we build with people and if um, they have a good experience with us they'll probably bring somebody else on board um or if they know someone that has been impacted by Mm -hmm. cardiovascular disease Mm -hmm. or stroke They'll bring that person, um, and that's really how we've gotten a lot of our volunteers. And then what we also do is, um, I, because I have really good relationships with people, I'll ask them out to lunch, and then I will ask them to do more for us. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, what happened today with Melissa? And then she'll say, "This is why you're so good at your job because no one can say no." Very unassuming. <laughs> and then Katie's you, like, these are your strong suits, and she just yeah. let her do them. <laughs> but it's true. Melissa is really good at these things, and and so I I like to highlight that and say, "This is what you're really good at. This is our idea." 
And this is what I, I this is why I think you would be good, great at it. Uh-huh. And um, yeah. so mm-hmm. that's where so we she get. agreed. That's you got awesome. her. You wrote not yet. Yeah, no, no. Not yet. I mean, do we want do we want to break some news on this podcast? This just in. Do 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 do. Kelly offered to take over for me. There you go. I, well, I guess we'll take that to lunch. Okay. Um, that kind of ties into our next actual question, which is how do you um, build trust and maintain relationships with all the people that you know you're connected with? What what techniques do you have that um, I really stay connected? Bill and I just talked about this too last week in terms of leadership. I treat people the way that I want to be treated. And so um, you know, that, there's that golden rule, but I also, if I tell somebody I'm going to do it, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to follow through and do it. Um, and I like to be present with people. I think that's really important too. So like when I'm meeting with someone mm-hmm. and I'm asking them for something, mm-hmm. I don't have my phone out. I'm, I'm there connected with that mm-hmm. individual. Um, and I think that's a, that's a really, that's a really big piece of it. Um, and I, it's the work that we do is so personal. So mm-hmm. if someone sits down and they start crying, and they're telling me that they just lost their husband um, to a massive heart attack, and they're in their forties and they have two small children and they don't know how they're gonna do life, um, that's that's tough. So we 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 talk with people on some really like deep you know emotional pain points for them, mm-hmm. and we try to turn a horrible, tragic experience into, you know, giving back with our organization. And so there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that goes, that goes into that. Yeah. I think that, I mean, you're, you're hundred percent right. I don't think that there's any like formula that you can say that, you know, this is the key to success Mm -hmm. in this, in this industry. But at the same time, you know, it really is what Katie said, but the very nature of what we do is very personal. It is something that, you know, you're not in a for-profit world most times you're not going to have somebody sit down and tell you all their their problems but when it's a health related issue um you know that's really the nature of it so you get to know a lot of people really really well and you know one of the things that we believe um as an organization and us as a team here in lancaster is we try and lead with mission you know we want we don't want people to come to us only because they like to have a fun party and come to the heart ball right. or they like, they want to have a nice walk with their friends mm-hmm. and go to the heart walk. <laughs> they, we want those to be the, the, uh, the products of why they're there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we sit down and we talk to people, you know, it always starts with, you know, what's your why? Why, why would you want to be involved with the American Heart Association? And nine times out of 10, you hear, well, because, you know, my, my grandmother who meant the world to me died of a heart attack or my dad, you know, passed away when I was, 20 and he never got to walk me down the aisle or see me graduate college or hold my kids. And so it is a very personal thing. And so I think that just being able to, to be present and to listen. Um, and of course, Katie, Katie's the master of, uh, of, of, of being present and just, and knowing that when you're with her, you're the only person in the room, um, for that thing. And I'm trying to learn from that, uh, and be a little bit better being present for sure. But, you know, I think that we all, all of us, not just our team, but, you know, as an organization, mm-hmm. you have a lot of people that, that genuinely care. Yeah. You know, there's, I can't look at anybody that I work with that sees this as a job. Mm-hmm. This isn't right. a job. This is a mission. This is um, something that's, you know, <clears throat> I don't want to say a higher calling, but it, it certainly 
going back to the question of you know what makes this different than mm -hmm. a for-profit business, it's the fact that you know when you get out of bed every day, there are things about our job, believe me, that are very right. mundane and very you know corporate like you know we have goals we have mm -hmm. you know uh trends that we need to hit and we need to project out and we need to have these meetings that a lot of times you're like yeah but i just want to i just want to do the, the work right. um but that's the thing is when you look at the the people it makes it real easy to connect yeah. with them um you know we have a gentleman who was a heart attack and stroke survivor wow. he had both um and you know even five years ago he would have died like he or he would he would not be alive today because of his conditions, and I've gotten to know this individual very well. And you know, every every now and then I'll just be on Facebook, and I'll just see like a picture of him on vacation with his family or whatever, and it makes me cry <laughs> because I I know what that means. Mm -hmm. You know, that picture wouldn't exist mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the work of the American Heart Association. Mm -hmm. So that's a very roundabout way of saying that it's it's really not hard if you buy into the mission to mm -hmm. engage with people and to to be you know, to meet them, uh, where they're at and be there for them in their, their tough times. And I think that's another thing that we do, uh, pretty well mm -hmm. as a team specifically is if we, if there's someone that we've worked with mm -hmm. that we know is going through a tough time, we always try and be there for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and let, you know, like we're not just right. there for your mind. We're there because we want your heart to be well and mm -hmm. for you to have long, healthy lives. Mm -hmm. awesome. Gosh. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try to lighten it up a little. <laughs> we'll do another fun question. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm like in a very good way. I'm like yeah. getting goosebumps. <laughs> but I mean, to, to keep going on that point, we develop like we're some, some of these people are our family now. Yeah. You know, some of our volunteers just become our family. Mm -hmm. um, I think of one individual, my kids call this one woman their grandmother. And I mean, we're not related to her at all. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we get invited to family parties. We, um, we get invited to weddings. We, that's just part of individuals families because it is what we do is so personal mm -hmm. so uh, you know I, the work that we do I think is so important but the people appreciate what we do as well like working in that nonprofit setting um, and it's very, it's very family like so mm -hmm. okay. Um, okay so what is your super tool so this is something, a tool, a physical tool, an online tool, something very specific to your job that you use every day. That is your lifesaver. Um, I mean, like it, the internet. I mean, yeah. we're just gonna get really like high level. <laughs> we're gonna get really high level here. Um, <laughs> the internet. Yeah, I mean, get a little great. Like, uh, and this might sound funny, but for me, legitimately, it's Facebook. <clears throat> it's like if I if there's somebody that's like, hey, you do that. I'll say, hey, do you know this person? You're like, let me just check. Yeah, yeah. And I'll look and if I don't know, I'm like, oh, we have 15 mutual friends. How yeah. do we know this person? How do I? How do I not yeah. know this person? That's what you say. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, just kind of as you said, the internet, and then you said Facebook. I mean, social media, internet must have like completely changed the way that nonprofits do fundraising now anymore. I mean, mm -hmm. just gives you um, you're able to cast a much wider net and like you like. Oh, this person is, you know, seven steps removed from me, but it could still, you know, make a valuable contact that way. Yeah, you know, it's actually funny because whenever so so Katie here does not have Facebook. And so when we when our I have boss, she's on yeah. Insta. It's yeah, okay. she, yeah, yeah. Okay. But when she when our when our boss told us that he hired her, the first thing I did was like, let me and she at the time she Yeah, she also at the time didn't have a LinkedIn. Um, so uh -oh. yeah, I, didn't. I spent I didn't. the better oh. part the of an map. afternoon. You were off the map. Keep them guessing. I still, I still kind of. And I only yeah. found I found one picture of you. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I was like, I could be her, or could be someone else the same name. Yeah. So, you know, I just didn't even think about that, like, before the internet even existed, or Facebook, or social media, or anything. Like, you know, it was hard to find this one person who just didn't really have presence Because I also, I also was living in Albuquerque, New Mexico, yeah. so mm-hmm. I wasn't local, you know, so... Mm-hmm. It was harder to find me. Yeah, I was so angry at you. Yeah. I didn't even know you. <laughs> I mean, here we are two and a half years later, and he still tells me a story. You tell me a story probably like once a month. It comes up once a month. Yeah, it does. It does. It's how angry he is. But, I, I, but that's, how, that's, how, that's how we do what we do. We, um, you know, I'll say to, like, Alyssa, like, hey, look, Alyssa, we want to work with this company. Mm-hmm. Do you, I know that you know them because I know that you serve on this board. And I know, <laughs> and I did my research. And, and, you know, I think about, that's probably, I know it's very high level, but the internet is really what. <laughs> so do you use social media for connections as well, just not Facebook? Um, so, no. My social media is very just, it's just my personal life. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So I, I like to keep that stuff kind of, kind of separate, if that makes, uh, I don't, and I think that, I did have Facebook at one point, and then I started getting, like, bombarded with um, requests from, like, upper management, and that was a difficult thing for me to kind of wrap my head around, and then, like, volunteers that see me in a very professional setting, um, and, uh, you know what I mean? It was kind of like a gray line for me, and then um, I didn't like how, I mean, we're talking five, six years ago, how a lot of things started becoming more public, even though your, your mm-hmm. settings were so private, yeah. um, and people were like, oh, I saw that on Facebook. I'm like, how did you see that on Facebook? <laughs> I, I'm not, I, we're not even, mm-hmm. yeah. how is that? So that kind of made me a little nervous, and I just, you know, gotcha. I got off of it. And it was really hard, because there were a lot of times where I would pull out my phone in uncomfortable situations, <clears throat> like in an elevator uh-huh. or something like that, and then um, I found myself going to reach for my phone initially, like the first couple weeks after I had, you know, gotten rid of it. And now I do not miss it at all. So many people were like, you know, even with the election a couple of years ago, you're so lucky you don't have Facebook. I'm like, well, you know that you don't have to have it. <laughs> Just because I never really like survived through, uh, you mm-hmm. know, an election with Facebook. But um, it just is, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I don't have it. But I do still stay connected with, um, I have Instagram because I just, mm-hmm. I love it. It's just like, your top hits and uh-huh. it's just it's just photos and I'm a very visual person mm-hmm. so for me um I I just like that and it's not there just it doesn't seem as much drama it's I always say that it's a, it's just more positive and yes yeah. there are like comment like sections that. and they can get probably just as mean and ugly but I just feel like you have it, it's not like it's in your face it's like not if you want to go yeah. read the comments you can take that step but if mm-hmm. you just want to like skim through the photos and yeah. happy captions I think right mm-hmm. yeah so and then I have Snapchat, but I don't really use I mean, I use it sometimes. I'll go through, like, spurts of using it, so. Is that, did I? Yeah. yeah. I no, no, that's great. You got it. You got it. I don't even remember what we were <laughs> it's, it's funny to me that people feel that they must have Facebook then, mm-hmm. as you yes. said. Yes, and I remember somebody, like, really close to me said, you're so lucky you don't have Facebook. And I'm like, get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. But, but to that point, though, how many times a day when we when we worked in the same office physically together, yeah. did you come in and be like, hey, can you look this person on Facebook? Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> did I know? I yeah. So the key no, is just having one person. Like, yeah. <laughs> She's reaping the benefits would, of Facebook without yeah. having to. Well, it's really interesting because I 
because when, when I'm with people and they're like, well, let me look it up on Facebook, and they pull it up and they show me, I'm like, ah, I get really, I get really bad anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I, I don't want to look at that anymore. It's just... You you I, would actually... I, I this do. is this is funny. She'd come in, do you know this person? Like, and I'd look it up on Facebook, and she'd be like, okay, and then like, I, hey, <laughs> tell me what yeah. you find. <laughs> I, yeah. it, make, it just... Well, I think there's, like, obviously for social media, there's some benefits to keep it. Obviously, like, I totally understand that. I want to be able to get rid of it, but I almost feel like I have to keep it. And some of those are, like, but in order for me to see, like, heartfall pictures, I have to keep it. Or, like, you know, that was just one example. Or, like, I was talking with someone about, like, our school reunion that we have to, like, think through. Like, we have a page for my class and the only way you're going to get that information is on Facebook. And for those who don't have Facebook, we're actually not quite sure how to reach them. So it's like stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. just like those once in a blue moon mm-hmm. things. It's just like I want to get rid of it, but like I still have to be able to connect to those people somehow. So here's the thing. Let me tell you. People yes, will start. This is really weird. People will start calling you. Really? And they'll start calling you and talking to you like in the old days. That's so when I got rid of my, when I got rid of my Facebook, people just started calling me, and um, and texting me a little bit, but people would text me like, "Hey, did you did you block me on Facebook? Are we not friends anymore?" Because they went to go send something to mm-hmm. me, and I was like, "No, no, no, I, I I don't have it anymore. I haven't had it for like a month or two months or three mm-hmm. months or whatever." So much so that like even my my one of my aunts reached out to me like two years after I had got rid of it. it was like. Hey, did you block me on Facebook? I uh, went to go send something to you, and no, I don't have it anymore. I haven't mm-hmm. had it in two years. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, it, that was one of the really interesting things about getting rid of it is that my phone started to ring more, and so for mm-hmm. me, being that very, I like those connections. I like that personal thing. Mm-hmm. That was interesting because now that I can have more yeah. meaningful type conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me the other day that you can like call somebody on Facebook yeah. now. I was like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I, I mean, sure. I wouldn't want anybody to call yeah. me on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it is a weird thing because I, I don't think that that's caught on as much. Yeah. So when you see that on your phone, it's like so-and-so is Facebook calling you. You're like, oh. It's like somebody pushed the wrong button or something. Yeah. Yeah. No. I was like, this is how... This is how a murder story starts. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> On the next tower, Mark. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so um, if you're an avid reader or a movie watcher or TV show binger, give us a recommendation of a book, a podcast, a movie, a TV show that you're super into right now. It could even be like the last TV show you watched or anything. You're going to be all kid-related. <laughs> um, Pop Patrol Season 11 is lit. <laughs> 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 it's not even there yet. yesterday singing the Pop-Sicko, Pop-Pop-Sicko. However that goes, that's all I have. Hey, you're worm. Sure. We're good enough over here. Movie, movie TV, oh. book, or podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Song, uh, album, whatever. She's adding more. It's like, it's like, okay, Baby Shark. That's what I'm on right now. <laughs> like on Did you see that that like oh. made it into the top 100, the Billboard top 100? Stop. Yeah. You know, I saw a thing on Instagram. It just made me laugh. It said like 10 years from now at like the biggest club, the DJ's going to drop Baby Shark and the place is going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I heard that when I was in elementary school. Baby so Shark? Like, it's been around. Yeah. I, yeah, I heard it's that too, but around. it went viral. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who did something different with it or if it's just because you have, like, the internet these days, so. 
But yeah, that's been around. <clears throat> I miss that phase, and I'm yeah, glad of that. that. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm actually tell you what I'm excited to start watching again oh. when it comes out. Um, uh, why are you laughing? Yeah, Game of Thrones, obviously. Um, so I kind of have to like put things on pause because my um, my husband's in Afghanistan right now, so we watch things together. Mm-hmm. And so then when he's home, we like try to cram everything in and catch up. But um, I really like Bosch. I like that show on Amazon. Game of Thrones, obviously. I, yeah, it's just I read the books, and mm-hmm. so then I you know watched the series. So that's kind of a. Do you think that takes obvious. some of it away because some people watch the show and you know I I don't watch it, but I've heard like there are some episodes that are just like mind blowing, and is that taken away so, from, like, knowing what's coming? What I thought, no, because what I thought was really interesting, season one <coughs> closely follows the book, um, and that's really, that's really it, because there are some characters that are in the show that have been dead in the book oh, okay. for a, a while, and vice versa, there are some characters that are dead in the books, or whatever, I don't even remember <laughs> what I said before, um, but what's interesting is I used to live in New Mexico, and George R. R. Martin is from, I think he's from Santa Fe, and, um... The book series is called The Land of Ice and Fire, and that's like New Mexico because there are volcanoes there, and then there are ice caves. Um, so there are a lot of like similarities between, I guess, uh, New Mexico and then Game of Thrones because he's from Santa Fe. So um, I really got into the book series before the TV show, I think, even came about. But then, um, I mean, I just started listening to podcasts, and I'm, I'm like, a, I'm, I really like true crime. Oh, yeah. Is Katie oh, the one really... that we sent the list for? Oh, yeah, we got I you know. covered. So here's the thing. <laughs> it's kind of like it's so, kind wait, of like that episode of Friends. Do you, do you like true crime? Love true crime. Okay, okay. great. Okay. So <laughs> it. it's kind of like that episode of Friends where Joey and uh, Rachel has to put the book in the freezer. Yeah. Okay, so I can really only listen to them when the sun is out. Because yeah. at night, I get yeah. so creeped out, and I can't listen to them when my kids are, like, running around. Mm-hmm. So I have, like, an ear pod. I do listen to them in an ear pod. And, yeah. you know, I've got my, my phone tucked mm-hmm. in or whatever. And that is tough for me because I always feel like somebody's, yep. like, kind of, like, you know, especially, yeah. Like, yeah. So Even only with one I can only, bud in, that's oh, still, yeah. like, vulnerable. Yeah, it's, it's it, yeah. it totally, it really creeps me out. So I can't really, like, binge listen to them. Because as soon as the sun goes down, I'm like, done. It's yeah. funny you say that. Turn on the cartoon. Because, like, even, so I have an elliptical that faces, like, the window, but by the oh, door right behind me. Oh, nothing faces the window. Nothing I have a door right behind me. Nope. And out. I listen to the True Crime podcast as I'm, like, doing it. And I, it, it's, like, daylight out. Yeah. Bright out. Sun's out. And I'm still, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, turning around. Well, they haven't caught the Zodiac Killer yet. So, and I'm, like, 50 years ago. Like, I, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but he could be out there. So I'm at, like, the and grocery store parking lot. Yeah, yeah. You just never know. I just get, I, it's it's very irrational. I completely understand. But mm-hmm. So I actually started, I was on Instagram, and I saw this picture of Payne Lindsay, yes. who mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. Up and Vanished. Mm-hmm. And it was it. like, it was like, the caption was like, not you know, documentary film nerd. Like yeah. solves, you know, long, coldest case in, in Georgia, and I was like, "What? Tell me everything." And that's that was my first mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did Up and Vanished, and I liked it. I wasn't crazy about season two, no. and then um, I did Dirty, Dirty John. John. Yes. Tell me about that. So yes. I was like, I, I it was like a Sunday, and I texted Liz, and I was like, "Okay, tell me everything <laughs> about Florida. How do I listen to them? Where do yeah. I go? Yeah. What do I do?" And then yeah. I just started recommending things to yeah. me. I did Serial. 
Um, Do you think she'd be a black tapes person? Black tapes? That's oh. You played that for me. <laughs> you played that for me. But I okay, was so like, I don't get it. Yet. Is it? No, it is. I don't get it. So here, here several things, several things. One, did you see, <laughs> NB- so NBC <laughs> picked it up. It's yeah. going to be a series no. on NBC. Really? Two. Two. You played that for oh. me once. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what people He's think been trying to get that me they have. For so long. They ended. I, this could be. This is speculation on a yeah. Reddit thread. Yeah. Uh, if you if you're if you're on Reddit and you go to the Pacific Northwest Story subreddit, yeah. they have it all of it. But they believe that they ended it like that way because they're like, oh, they're gonna do more in the show, and they didn't want to give it away for the oh, show. So it's gonna be a thing. Here's the third thing about the black tapes. Best. This is my favorite story about the black tape podcast. Um, so I sent them an email because uh, Dr. <laughs> Strand, no, Dr. Strand, they threw out randomly in the show, grew up 20 minutes away from my hometown. Whoa. So I emailed the producers. I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. I grew up in Brockway and he's from Summer, and like Somerville, Pennsylvania is what they said. Uh-huh. And like Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I said like, oh, I grew up in Brockway. And they sent me an email back and they're like, oh, well, make sure you listen to the next one. We might have something special. And the next one, they do like a phone interview with the guys. Like, yeah, every now and then I get together with the guys I went to high school with in Brockway. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and it totally breaks the fact that like it could be real. Could, you know, yeah. Like obviously it's not real, but like. You have that thing yeah. where you're listening, you're like, oh, this could be real. Well, kind um, of similar to Katie, where it's just like how there's like that sound and everything. Yeah. And the unsound. Right. The unsound, the unsound. yes. And then okay. also I like... I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to die. There were so many people <laughs> like, should I listen to this episode because of it? It's not real. I still real. did. I still did. <laughs> well, I still have like six months left. What's today? The thing is, though, is like there's that one like, spoiler, like, there's like that one ghost or whatever, like... That mm-hmm. you can't say his name, mm-hmm. and then there's one like you, you can't think about it, or else he's gonna like find you and like I whatever. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> 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 That's I all I would think this about. Is before, all I this is before about. I oh, moved, so like before I got married and moved out of my parents' house and everything. And I'm just upstairs. My room is like pitch oh, black wow. and everything. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm yeah. falling mm-hmm. asleep, and I'm just like, don't think about work. <laughs> don't think about the podcast. <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> and then I'm just like, nope, you're thinking about the podcast. <laughs> and she's like, well, good thing I can't remember his name. And then I was like, wait, I don't need to remember his name. I just need to think about it. I was like. I'm gonna die. I'm dead. <laughs> so it's just like that's a good one. That's a good one. Not gonna listen. That is the greatest. <laughs> oh, now, did you guys listen to any of the other ones that they put out, like the no. uh, rabbits? No. I listened to rabbits. Did you like rabbits? I didn't really understand rabbits, right? but I thought it was interesting. But Tannis. it was very bad. Um, I like, tried Tannis. I didn't like Tannis. You know what was great? The last movie. Did you listen to the last no. movie? It was a short run. It was only six episodes, okay. and it was intended to be just a, a little yeah. mini series. But it was Nick, the producer doing like an expose on this very famous movie that was never released. And it, it, obviously it's all fake. So wow. there's in lore that there's this movie that like, if you watch it, you will lose your mind and kill yourself. Nope. And so the, yeah. it was all destroyed. And it was... I'll listen to that. It was one of the best, because they're trying to find it and like it's tied to the occult and this whole thing. Wow. I highly recommend it. It's only six episodes. It's a very quick and listen. the last movie? It's contained. Like yeah, the last movie. Can you write that down? No. It will, it will like... Oh, no, you remind you. <laughs> when you watch the, the, the Ring. Wind. The Ring. When you'd watch a movie and oh, seven days later, you'd be dead. The what worst. Yeah. That the trees like, were killing people. The wind was killing people. What was the it? trees? Oh. And the wind was moving the... Was the Sandra Bullock Bird, Bird Box. Box. That's what that sounds like. Only yeah. Well, the going crazy and killing yourself? Yeah. 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 I feel like it's peace. So, yes, but it's... Yeah, I haven't watched uh, it. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, and like the thing is, like, they're like, oh, they showed it once, and they can only get through 20 minutes because everybody in the place okay. murdered themselves. And That's scary. That's really Rivers scary. of blood. It was crazy. It's great. Rivers of blood. Yeah. All right. 
We will, we're going to end with a little this or that. rapid fire. Yes, this or that. So straight up, whatever comes to mind when we ask these questions, you must answer. Do you, do you want like one of us oh to answer? You, want, you, can, you, like... you can just both shout it out. Okay. Whatever you, do you okay. first? Sure. We'll go back and forth. Okay, ready? Pepsi or Coke? Coke. The Coke family. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Oh, God, Facebook. <laughs> we covered that one. Twitter, you know what? Twitter is like where I, I go if I want to try out like some fun comedy thing because I do comedy on the side. Yeah. And so like Twitter is like my go-to, like, oh, I'm gonna make this joke, see what kind of response it gets. Yeah. Facebook is like, oh, pictures of my children. Or like, uh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Save or spend? Spend. <laughs> Spend. <laughs> spend. Um, winter or summer? Summer. That's winter. why I figured. Yeah. Winter. Okay. Oh, you guys are. Fall, like... really. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're okay. gonna. A nice cool sweater mother. Yeah. I get it. It's not too hot and it's not too cold. It's the perfect. Day. <laughs> it's my favorite day. <laughs> um, dine in or dine out? Out. Oh. Um. Oh God. So rapid. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, because I'm like thinking, like, wait, are my kids with me? Am I by myself? I'm going to say dine in. Okay. okay. Um, morning or evening? Evening. 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 I know. I wasn't supposed to answer. <laughs> I was feeling passionate. There. There's never <laughs> been a question that you felt more strongly about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Katie, Bill, thank you for thank being you. on oh, our yeah. podcast. Oh. oh. Wasn't there supposed to be a conspiracy theory section on this? Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> By the way, that is. There, yeah. Kelly, Kelly, <laughs> time out. Time out. Did you, are you listening to Conspiracy Theories podcasts? No. So there's this new network of podcasts, the, the Podcast Network, and they have like six shows right now. Yeah, where you go? They have like six shows, and they're all like history kind of, like one's called Conspiracy Theories, one's called Unexplained Mysteries, one's called Hostages, one's called Assassinations, and they just break down, the, like the assassinations, obviously they take Whoa. like famous assassinations in history, and they break down uh, Conspiracy Theories, great one. Um, uh, just listen to the moon landing. Did you hear about it? Well, he shared the podcast with me today. So I'll, I'll, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark will listen to it. It's going to be a new, a new subject for sure. Conspiracy theories? Yes. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? Bring it to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. 100%. 100%. Plot twist. Plot twist. Like, I am not a conspiracy theorist. Forget digital marketing. Theory. We're all conspiracy theorists. What's a favorite one you've heard so far? Like, you don't even have to believe it at all. <laughs> don't have to, I don't have to believe it. You don't have to believe it. I, but, like, can't, I couldn't even narrow it down. Uh, I would say probably the Philadelphia Experiment is my favorite. Googling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does that the Philadelphia no, Experiment? No. So, the, I think I know what the The ship? Yeah, the ship. The yes. Yeah. Yeah. How, like, they tried to disappear. Yeah. So, like, right around right, right, World War II, oh, they, yeah. Around World War II, they, um, they were trying to develop cloaking technology okay. for ships. And out of, supposedly out of Philadelphia, um, there was a ship, and it was a full commissioned ship like, in service, mm-hmm. and they sent it out, and they tried the, the technology for cloaking. And this is all conspiracy theory. Like, I, I there was no mm-hmm. proof that this happened, but people talk about it like it did. Um, so they it's sent just it out. a giant invisibility cloak like Harry Potter? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the same. <laughs> so they, they turned yeah. on the invisibility cloak, and the ship disappeared. <laughs> Well, it reappeared like I don't know, eight minutes later. It was like a New York Harbor, and when it came back, the people on the ship had either went crazy, died, or like were changed physically. Like some of them, they said, were like fused to the deck of the ship, yeah. and they claimed that they had been gone for fifty years. <clears throat> they were in a different dimension, what? and it was this whole thing. But here's 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 the crazy thing. A lot of that is verifiably true. That like there was a thing, and it happened, and then it didn't happen. But then like the other stuff, 
all the people involved like weirdly died. So I'm not saying I believe in this at all, but if you want to go down a rabbit hole of huh. conspiracy theory that you're just like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. That's I'm the it. one. I'm That's, the one. That's again, my night's plan. That also, Stranger Things season one yes. was based off of that because also the Montauk project is part of that mm. because they were developing that the, oh, the technology yeah. in Montauk and they supposedly brought something back. So Stranger Things is actually, there's a lot of things in first season where you're like, oh, what? Yeah. yeah. So if you like Stranger Whoa. Things, look for the real life version of it, the Montauk Project and the Philadelphia Experiments. I don't believe it. I'm not... <laughs> you like this. Really? Because you sound like you do. What's your favorite? What's yeah. your favorite? Let's go. Let's I talk like about them. I don't know a whole lot of them. I guess I would say the... Uh, you probably know a lot of them, but they're like... Yeah, but... Urban yeah, legends or something yeah. like that, but they're like... Uh, I mean, I guess more recently, I feel like that whole like ping pong pizza thing is... What is that? Well, the... The thing about like Hillary Clinton and like keeping oh, children hidden yeah, under a yeah, pizza yeah. parlor what? in Washington DC, <laughs> and some guy, guy went, guy went to the there? pizza parlor yeah. and like brought a gun and was like hiding children. children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, so, people are crazy. Oh well, you know what? Okay, so the big conspiracy theory that was happening recently was that Chuck E. Cheese like pulls <laughs> together the pizza. Is that a conspiracy theory? Yeah, kind of. Because okay. like, because like. She's no. Like if my tray they, has two pizzas, they serve the un, the un yeah. So pizza so as literally a whole all the pizzas at uh, Chuck E. Cheese that are served are uneven and not in a circle, because the, what they say is that they take back the trays of like half uneaten pizzas and, <laughs> and build a new pizza and put it together and they fuse it together with more cheese. And that's what they say is like. Well, I mean, how else do you think Chuck E. Cheese stays in business? <laughs> is that a question? Like, I feel like Phil's like face was like, I'm not I mad mean, at that. I'm not. It's for real. And like, people are up in arms. That's all I gotta say. Wait, can I, very similar, can I say the one conspiracy theory that I do believe in? Mm -hmm. Like, the one that I think is real is that, you know, we've all gotten Starbucks and they like spell your name crazy. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, they do that on purpose because then people take a picture like, oh, can you blame it? But it's free advertising for Starbucks. Mm. So, like, uh, supposedly, they train their people to be like, oh, your name is, oh, your name's Ashley. I'll spell it something crazy with like an L-E-I-G-H. I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, oh, so oh, kind of weird. Can you believe it? Yeah. But that's, I uh, got it right on the first try. Yeah. <laughs> right, but even that would be like, oh, well, Great, great job, baristas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I actually believe that one could be true. Sure. No, I see it. That's definitely. Oh. I'm like a personal like Kennedy family. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tell how have we never talked about this? I'm I was gonna obsessed. say. I like that's like I find it very fascinating. The the whole like just world of the Kennedys mm -hmm. is mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. There's just so much. And I don't know whether to believe any of it or not. When I was, when both of my children. Like the assassination or just? That and then like the, the family. family. So, I mean, did you, not a conspiracy theory. I mean, I saw it on two reliable sources, The Crown and Drunk History. Well, the Crown. But they were essentially it. doing meth for quite a few months mm -hmm. after they were in oh, the yeah. White House. Well, it wasn't meth though. Drunk it? History said it was meth. Mm. They're definitely like there. There's some shady stuff going down oh, yeah. over there, but I'm very interested in it. She's here for it. My, both of my kids, my my six year old and my fourteen month old. Uh, the fourteen month old is is starting to do it, but my six six year old for sure. Um, whenever I'm at home, I try to do funny voices for the kids, mm -hmm. and most of the funny voices I do. John F. Kennedy. It's just Kennedy. Oh, Bobby, because John had like he had a, like a weird. It wasn't a list, but he had like the you know. The, he would yeah, shave things. Yeah, they're like, like like an S H T H to everything. Like, like 
Mr. Cruz Child, yes. we have this thing. But like yeah. Bobby was a little more high pitched. He's like, you know, we believe in America. Yes. We have this thing. Yeah. So yeah, Bobby Candy's the one I do at home. Yeah. And so my my oldest son, when he was like talking, he's doing so he's, Yeah, he'd be like, Daddy, can I have a glass of milk? Amazing. Sorry. Amazing. Yeah, I shouldn't do it anymore. I think there were two shooters. For wait, for Bobby or JFK? JFK. How are they not? I think there are two. How are they not? For sure. How are they not? I agree 100%. My favorite conspiracy. I'm not as versed as everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) The latest one that someone shared with me was the one of like the lights. (laughs) Before the Chuck E. Cheese one, it was the lights that um, lined up in a certain pattern. In there was one, it was. An old employee used to share it or shared it here. It was like I want to say once in this general area, or maybe in California. Anyhow, oh, this general one, area or California. Right. <laughs> but no, but Shaw kind Easy of to get confirmed confused. it too yes. that like it happened also in Africa at one point too. South there was Africa. a school, ch- yeah. There was a school where the children were just he like was oh, there. the lights and the- yeah, that was Wait. during like his lifetime it's, over there. So what happened with yeah. the lights? Well, yeah. the, lights, the lights like appear in a pattern in the sky. It's I mean, like stars? It's no, no, no. 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 And so this. people think it's like either the government or like yeah. whatever doing trainings. They think, and they think it's either that or like um, like extraterrestrial life mm-hmm. that comes down and like they're like... There was something not like... Was it beaming up children yes. pretty much? Yeah. Of the one in they were levita- They were levitating. Yeah. And so the kids basically <coughs> came back to the teachers and, and it happened the like kids were just like, this happened. And the teachers are like, no, it didn't. Like, you just have an imagination. So, yeah. What? That's, that's the that must, latest one epic. I've listened to. That's all I Wow, that was Conspiracy Corner, guys. <laughs> conspiracy <laughs> Corner. That's pretty great. All right. Is there anything else before I wrap it up? No. No, okay. no sorry. I am very so the, rudely interrupting no, you with the ending there. It was, that was worth it. That it was. was worth it. So, again, thank you, Katie and Bill, for being thank on the you. podcast thank today, you. and Ashley and Alyssa and Amanda. And thank you for listening, and we will be back with another Tower After Hours. So, That's until then, right. bye. Bye. <laughs>